Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Rolando Sanchez, Ryan Norda, and Fatso Catso. <laughs> Coming up on TMS, the best hamburgers in the bidness. Same dog, new homeowners. Killing them with Kimness. Schroeninger's neighbors. Have fun with the baby. We're off to Disneyland! They forgot us on purpose. Crying blood. Show me on the map where New Hampshire touched you. The Fettuccine incident. Audible Tina. <gasps> Gasp. Bruised by biscuits. New Pokemon, Chick-fil-A. Every girl's crazy about my sharp ass blades. Biscuit bruises with Randy. <laughs> totally worth it. Science bomb bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream hi i'm wendy's founder dave thomas from the day i opened the first wendy's my goal has been to serve the best hamburger in the business a wendy's old-fashioned hamburger so i started with the freshest beef i could find 100 percent pure beef never frozen and we patted it in squares so the hamburger hangs over the side of the bun. The liver and gizzard are prime suspects. The morning stream. Don't eat that. It's Pluto. Hello and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, November 13th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hello. Good it's morning. The freshest, freshest TMS in the business. In the bin, binness, he says. Binness. You know, back when we played that thing in like 2011, I didn't remember yeah. hearing the binness part. But uh, No, I know. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Yeah, you get yeah. uh, freshest and, uh, yep. you know, old-fashioned was the thing that we focused on and forgot about all the other gems all around it. Also, using the term patty as a verb, we patted it into squares. Oh, like, uh, I don't know if that's yeah. a verb either. Yeah. I don't think that's a verb. I don't mm. think you can say we patted it. Jeez, Mr. Hot and Juicy there in your grave. What were you thinking? <laughs> that's right. Wasn't he uh, so Ohio native? Do I have that right? Because I think there's an Ohio thing going on with the accent, like the bidness and the phrase. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Somebody out there knows that. You live out there, confirm mm. or deny Dave Thomas's existence in your great state of Iowa. All right. right. Exactly. Say Iowa Born in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Oh, that's totally wrong. <laughs> Died in Fort Lauderdale, so he just slowly made his way down the coast. Yep. But, um, but I wonder if he spent like lived most of his life in Ohio or something. Kalamazoo, Michigan. Michigan. Maybe it's a Michigan. It's where he spent most of his uh, youth. And then at 12, they moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, my Lord. 
And then 15, back moved with his dad up at the Hobby Horse Restaurant, a Hobby House Restaurant in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. <laughs> he's all over the place. He's Maybe all over the place, He's yeah. just got a Midwest thing going, I guess. I, don't I know. think that's just the accent that comes from all of those places. Mm. I, I, no doubt the, the Atlantic City, New Jersey is where he got business. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds hey, like... Yeah. Hey, you know, we... <laughs> You can come to casino. We'll uh, take care of business. 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 <laughs> business. It's very weird. Business. Well, anyway, we're glad to be here. We hope you're all well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick quick reminder that at, uh, about an hour after the show ends tomorrow will be the first episode of Word on the Street with myself and Greg Street. Ooh, uh, nice. Frogpants.tv, which will take you to either Twitch or YouTube, wherever you prefer. Oh, you're going to be do that and doing it live. Cool. Oh, very yeah. Cool. Don't totally streaming live streaming it. Uh, we'll have VODs and everything and the podcast, of course. And uh, that reminded me to remind people that if you are interested in asking Greg questions about his new things, I think tomorrow's going to be just me and Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be other team members on different different episodes. But we're going to talk about <clears throat> the founding of the company, kind of its founding principles, what he wants to do, uh, some other early ideas. We're going to take some questions we already have or use some questions we already have. But if you want to send yours in, you can use our self-same Frog Pants hotline number 801-471-0462. Leave a text or a voicemail and we'll ask it on the air. Keep cool. them short I have though. One question yeah. for Greg Street, yeah. and I'll have to get it. I'll send it in the appropriate ways, but it's uh um a, what is this new MMO and what's it gonna be called and how much is it gonna cost and when can I have it? Oh perfect. Those are the questions we're looking for, exactly. Yeah. Those kinds. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's ready to answer all of those things. Yeah, yeah. he wants to uh, nerf paladins <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, we're, we're, and by the way, we will, we will favor shorter, succinct questions over long drawn out ones. So just know that everybody, if you're sending something in, just, you know, keep it, keep it in the realm of short. Okay. (laughs) It's just a better chance of getting played or heard. So there you go. Uh, your favorite fresh hamburger topping? (laughs) (laughs) He probably has an, he'd probably have an answer on that. Probably would. Yeah. Right now it's probably eggs because he's raising chickens in uh, Texas. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. he moved down there from Orange County. Op- uh, bought a little, you know, little place with a a little bit of chicken zone there. <laughs> <laughs> Good, a chicken zone. A chicken zone, Fantastic. and now goes yes. out there, gets eggs in the morning. You know, checks on them. I think it's great. Uh, Perfect. Anyway, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow at noon Mountain Time uh, here at Frogpants.tv, and of course the podcast afterwards, which you can find all that stuff at Frogpants.com/slash/street. Or at fantasticpixelcastle.com, which is their company nice. name. All right, more now than ever. I've come to a conclusion. Need to share this. Tesla, okay. the neighbor, the Tesla neighbor, right? Yeah. That has like five yeah. Teslas. Uh, they had a baby. Oh, cool. uh, this is their third. And uh, just to give you some perspective on time here, when we had our big neighbor battle with them. Because Nick put a bag of poo on their driveway from their dog that kept pooping in our yard. <laughs> right. Uh, that was twenty early 2016, and they only had one kid, and it was a it was a baby then. Mm-hmm. So this should give you enough. You know, we've had some time pass. Lives have changed. Three kids yeah. now started we've seen with each one. other and talked to each other and stuff. And- sure, things have happened. It, it all really started to kick off when Kim and Nick went and saved them from their car getting stuck in the snow. And that's, that's when they went, right. oh, yes. these guys are nice. But now I have a theory that I, I cannot shake. And I, okay. I'm i not a positive, but I also don't know how to confirm this. So so yesterday, Kim goes, let's go over there and bring them a little baby gift and then see if they want dinner. I said, okay, that sounds nice. great. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So Kim and I walk over there, nice and chilly and cold. Mm-hmm. Bing bong. 
she comes to the door. <laughs> and she says, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. And we gave him the leftover Pokemon cards for her son, uh, you know, all that. And it turns out the two, two other kids and the husband, Tesla himself, are all in Disneyland. So she can oh. have time with the new baby to chill. And not have two wow. other kids running all over the place. Exactly. That's kind of okay. It makes. I mean, it seems like <laughs> it makes everybody sense wins. To get the other kids out of the house, but you'd think that I don't know the father should be there. <laughs> I would think so. Like personally, yeah. I think you kind of want to be there for the early bonding stuff. But what do yeah. I know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, just have the baby. You guys go have some fun in Disneyland. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of the baby. Yeah. So she so they did that. They took off. She's there just with the kid, and we were finding this out as we we're at the door. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. You guys are really nice. We'd love dinner. That's awesome. Whatever. So Kim's like, great. We're going to go back. We're making some kind of fettuccine variant or something. And so we go back to do it. And as we're going back, I say to her, I go, do you think they know we're the same people (laughs) from that incident? Because there there is a real feeling or a sense that... So so if you knew Kim in 2016, she had long, uh, dark Hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Dark black right. hair. Right. I was about 20 pounds lighter and mm-hmm. also had a lot more hair. And it hadn't gone gray yet. Right. And right. in that very sort of brief amount of time, you know, all of those things have changed. In fact, in 2017, when we all shaved our heads for Tina mm-hmm. here at the house, uh, that Kim never grew her hair fully back again. It's always right. yeah, since then it's been the mohawk short, thing. Little, little point still purple yeah uh no right now not but most of the time yeah she likes to do a color so yeah. it's just been completely different from a yeah. overall look standpoint but Plus, it's not Nick- like you guys haven't seen each other since 2016 no there's been times like i said when yeah. we helped him move the car out but that was in yeah. that was right before nick moved out so that had been 2019 okay so we didn't we didn't see them hardly at all during the pandemic yeah i saw him once at a neighborhood barbecue where he wanted to talk about podcasts oh, and right. so we sat and did that and that was surreal because this guy you know was making threats and <laughs> suddenly he's not so it was fine it was all very lovely and everything but there's just yeah. I just get this feeling that they are not sure we're the same people that used to live there I could be dead wrong <laughs> but it feels like from like 2019 and on they might be under the impression that somebody else came and helped him get the car out somebody really? else moved in there and checks on him sometimes or is friendly at Halloween or whatever it All is All right well you know there there might be something to that because there are houses on our street that I don't know if the people living there that I see and I wave to when they walk their dog and and go by the house have been there for years or if they just moved in this last summer right like there are people now not directly across the street i know you know all the people basically in in a two house radius around our house like all the um the neighbors uh, next door the neighbors next door them across the street blah 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 but um but you go four or five houses up the way like we we met one of our neighbors um on Halloween, because we went up there and wanted to see their their whole setup, and they did a a walk through horror maze in their garage mm. with a lot of special effects and lights and stuff like that. Sure, um, and uh, and you know we've seen their like <laughs> it's the funniest thing, like their dog. I know their dog has lived here for years. <laughs> But the owners, it feels like it might have been the first time I've ever seen them, even though somebody has to walk the dog yeah. and let it poop in our in our yard uh, when it walks by. Right. 
Yeah, so that's so, interesting. So it's I guess it's possible yeah. that that, that yeah, this I mean, is the case, don't. but it just and, and right. you know what? The other thing is maybe it's just the way that they the way they talk to us, they they have always have a look on their face like they're not sure. Sure. But is it but is it just her cuz it was just her that you interacted with yesterday? Yeah, weekend, it's just her. It and I barely ever see him, so we don't have that many interactions with him, but Kim's talked to okay. her here and there. We had yeah. when she was very pregnant and was like a two weeks overdue or something and out walking around mm. kim was out there and says oh how's it coming going oh we're two weeks over and they had this whole conversation mm. um but even kim who has had these conversations said yeah they i don't know she says i don't know if they do or not mm. and it's funny. not yeah. like last night they're like um and she goes in and what's your name it's almost like she forgot talking two weeks ago when they were out <laughs> on the street and Kim's oh, like, really? oh, it's Kim, and here's my phone number if you need anything. If you, you know, if anything yeah. comes up while your husband's yeah. out of town, let us know. And so she jotted her number down, but I'm pretty sure they already had her number. So it's all <laughs> just a little. There's just something, it dude. I can't seem, explain. Yeah, it. can't explain it. And they're being lovely. They're being very nice, and they're awesome. Yeah. And they got, yeah. you know, new Teslas all the time. It's you can hear them driving up back in the back, going sure. That weird well, sound maybe they it easily could be. Uh, it could be their way of saying, you know, all that, all that weirdness that transpired with the dog poop. We're just going to put that <laughs> behind us all and pretend we're going to pretend you're brand new people. Yeah, and, maybe uh, that's how they deal. They dealt with it. Could be they yeah. shoved us into the past, forgot who we were on purpose, yeah. and started anew. That's entirely possible. I don't know. So when you, so when you have dinner with them later <laughs> on, because yeah. I'm assuming is it dinner while uh, the husband's still at Disneyland, or are you going to wait for? Uh, no, she, for them so to she come? made dinner last night, and we rewatched. Oh, and took it over last. Yeah, night. Yeah, we took gotcha. it over last night. Yeah. So. Okay. Because the, uh, um, I was going to say you need to sit him down and say, hey, uh, do you remember about four or five years ago, <laughs> uh, middle of the night, you were uh, outside, you yelled something, and uh, then got in your car and drove off. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Can you, you remind yelled? me that that expletive that you yelled in front of my house while you had a baby in the car and all that stuff? <laughs> And then I, I, when I went outside, you were already driving away really fast, but I couldn't hear you because it's a Tesla. Do you remember this? Like, I have such burned-in specific memories of it. That's funny. Yeah. And I don't know if they do. They probably do, and this is just them kind of weirded out that that we flipped it, that that we turned it around, that everybody's getting along, and that we're making food for you. And, you know, we that part maybe has has made them feel... I don't know. I don't know. We killed him with kindness, yeah. Brian. That's what happened. We killed him with kindness. You know what? They, they if anyone can coming. do it, it's uh, it's Kim and you. But yeah, mostly Kim. mostly Kim. I just follow her in her wake. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, it was weird, and I just thought I'd share it because uh, I don't know. Maybe so somebody. We, uh, yeah. What's that? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, we went to a birthday party for my niece Madeline, Maddie. Um, she's getting married next year. Love uh, her her fiance, and uh, got to meet his parents. She turned 30, and so it was like a a big event, dinner, and before that, we went axe-throwing, which the only other time I've been axe-throwing is with you in Vegas. Yeah, that, that was, was part fun. Part of the TMS Vegas, and that was a lot of fun. Um, Off Fremont, right? Of, is that where we went? The Fremont It was on Fremont. One? Yeah, it yeah. was a uh, um, place, uh, the Neonopolis or something area. I don't know if that place is still around but i think um it's kind of tucked back behind that denny's over there like the yes the, yeah. the denny's with the wedding chapel yeah in it's it. weird yes. so weird yes. anyway yeah was uh so uh did the axe throwing and we were just having we're laughing so hard we're having fun you know my one of my uh, other nieces was there and she just just because she's super girly girl when she would throw it 
she would twist her body and be like all weird when it was like kind of afraid that it was going to bounce back and hit her and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I made the comment that um, that she looked her final pose after she throws it. She kind of looks like a hood ornament with like the, you know, (laughs) Mercury or something. That's cool. And uh, so we're laughing and, you know, tear laughing. So hard tears are coming to my eyes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, I go up and I do the axe and you're supposed to be really careful. Like, you know, when you pull the axe out of the uh, target, you lift it straight up to kind of rock it out of its hole. You don't stand in front of it and pull it straight back into your face. You have to kind of, you know. There's dig- it out of its- there's, uh, there's there's ways to do it, and there are ways not to do it. And you were doing exactly. it the way you're supposed to do it. I was it. doing it the way you're supposed to do it. And yeah. then, of course, when it's the next person's turn, you hold it by the blade, and you and you um, put the handle out towards them to grab it. And yeah. all of these things I was doing, I went up and I got a got close to a bullseye, went up, pulled it out the right way, and then grabbed it. And as I was grabbing it um, by the blade to turn it around uh, to hand it to the, the next person... Um, the blade, uh, like the corner of it, just to show you how sharp these things are, barely grazed the back of my left hand. And I'll show you. I mean, you can't really see much, Oof. but like there's a there's a, a slice. Yeah. More, more predominantly right here. Kind of like a cat uh, cat scratch, kind of a little bit. Kind of like a cat scratch, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, less and fecal. I, you know, I, uh, what's that? I said less fecal matter in the cut. But less yeah, fecal go ahead. matter, sure, yeah. exactly. Less, yeah, less that thing is going to puff up and uh, poison you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it just felt like it barely touched me. And, and so I handed it off to the next person. And I'm just waiting. We're still chatting and laughing with everybody. And, uh, and then I look down and realize, oh, crap, my hand is bleeding like it, out of those wounds. I'm like, really? Wow, that thing was so sharp. It was, I barely felt it. Like it cut the skin super clean, and um, uh, and and was enough to break the skin, but I barely even felt it because it was so sharp. So I'm like, "Oh crap!" And Tina's like, <laughs> "Tina gasps, <gasps> like no, it's fine. It's just a little bit of blood. It's totally fine." So I, I, you know, we're right by the bathroom, so I go in the bathroom. I'm gonna go wash it off and everything. Sure. And uh, uh, I wash it, clean with some soap, really good. Get some paper towels, kind of dabbing it off. And, um, and because I'm laughing so hard, uh, after I, after I dry my hands, I'm using the, the paper towel to kind of, you know, dab the tears, the tears out of my eyes. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. All right. And this is when the manager comes in who <laughs> Tina had said, oh yeah, he, he cut himself, might need a bandaid. He comes into the bathroom just as I'm like <laughs> dabbing my eyes with a paper towel. I'm like, oh no, 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 I was laughing really hard. That's why, <laughs> that's why I have tears. <laughs> that's I don't funny, need man. those sticky band-aids. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, they were, you know, they worry because they I, they probably have you sign a thing. You got to sign that. We yeah, did I in Vegas. A thing on the way in yeah. that, uh, like, I even read it, but yeah. basically just saying, I won't serve them if I take off a pinky or whatever. It's like a video but, game uh, EULA. You just sign it and move on and play your game. Exactly. It's yeah. like, come on, I want to start killing monsters. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of made it look like like I was sobbing my eyes out from uh, getting a little tiny nick on my hand. Yeah. But it was, oh my God, so much fun. And he, um, I can't remember if they did this at the place we went. I think we went to a place called the Axe Hole. It was I the Axe was, Hole. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, in Vegas. And um, this guy, this guy is the number, uh, or was the number one knife thrower 
in the country as part of the uh, knife throwing league, World Knife Throwing League. That's even I didn't even know that. I never heard of that. That's a new that's nope, a thing. There, there's, a, there's a thing for everything, Scott. Wow. And so he brought over and says, anybody want to learn how to throw knives? I'm like, yes, I want to throw knives at the target. I had such a blast throwing knives. Now, it's harder than an axe because the axe, um, the weight of it, you know, you have a couple specific places and you can be a few inches back, a few inches forward, and it'll have enough rotations to stick in the board. With right. knives, you have to be in like one specific spot. And it's based on how hard you throw, like what you know angle your wrist is at and stuff. And so he would say, all right, uh, move forward two inches. And I'd move forward two inches and it's like, shunk, right there, perfect. And dead it would in. go in, weird. The knife, knife right in. Um, I had uh, that was my favorite thing to throw was knives. Well, now bet, yeah. I, I was uh, so that's interesting because there's a ton of rotations with a knife, right? Or more? Yes. Yeah, more rotations than with an axe. An axe is like a knife yeah. is like. Shoo, 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 shoo. I guess if you do it enough, you probably get a feel for it, and it just feels mm-hmm. you know you know what your your wrist speed and your distance should be at any given time yeah. if you're really good at it. that guy could probably throw a knife from anywhere and hit the target the way he no. wants to. No. Oh no, he he knows like cuz it's going to be the same for him. He knows that that there're going to be enough rotations. He knows the specific places he has to stand for the number of rotations. So like either here yeah. or a foot and 4 inches back for one more rotation or whatever. It's yeah. uh you know, I'm a little yeah. surprised that the axe was sharp enough to cut you. I would have thought those were kept more dull because they don't need to be super sharp to embed themselves in that in that yeah. wood or that yep. cork or whatever they're using. But I guess not. Yeah, wood. Yeah. No, it's a uh, sharp, sharp ass, sharp ass, uh, sharp ass blades is what they were. Well, if you're looking for Brian DNA, we know where to go. <laughs> That's right. I'll put some little uh, little vial, and uh, somebody can sell it to you on the streets of Austin. That's right. And, uh, Get that yeah. going, like Madonna's Pap smear. We just watched like Madonna's movie. Pap smear. Yeah, it's the whole story. <laughs> don't don't come at we'll it. We'll talk about that before the news, possibly. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, well, anyway, let's get some. Speaking of uh, games, you know, kind of yeah. like axe throwing. Yeah. Let's throw some uh, trivia around by adding. Uh, Randy to this call because yes. Brian Dunaway has a thing and is uh, is stuck in an office trying to get something done for his dad at a at a doctor's office and it's taking forever so he's uh, he's like man I can't do it today and we're like man it's okay we'll bring Randy in so let's for do sure. it right now <laughs> joining us right now is pinch hitter Randy Jordan hi Randy good morning morning stream good I have morning. a story so forty eight hours ago. I went to make biscuits and I had a can of pop biscuits in the fridge. And I, in my entire life, I've always known people who are like afraid of pop biscuits, right? Yeah, because like, they pop. When it pops. Yeah. They pop. And I've always thought, oh, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. You just pull this, you pull the yeah. wrapper off and then you tap them on the side of the counter. If they're really, really explosive, like maybe you have to like use a knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's not a big deal. So I go and as I start pulling the paper off the outside of the pop biscuits, uh-huh. this thing explodes and rockets into my body. Mm. And right now, 48 hours later, I have a circular bruise that you could see on my really? stomach. Yes. From the recoil of the bottom of the Pillsbury can? That's yes. amazing. It is. I, I would never believe this if it had not happened to me. Like you you could. Oh. Uh, it's just unbelievable. It, it, and it hit me so hard. I screamed. I was mad. It was like getting shot by a. By a beanbag bullet or something. What uh, what's your what's your go to brand? Do you do the Pillsbury or is there yes. another brand you like? Yes. Pillsbury, yeah. Pillsbury, so. yeah. It's, it's kind of the standard. 
yeah. some kind of grands grands flicky layers yep. or something sure <laughs> uh, and, i have audio yeah. i have audio of you uh getting hit here it is just kidding not really oh that's pretty much what i sounded like it was (laughs) so painful and i'm telling you a perfect circle bruise i just it's like i didn't know this was possible and now i believe i understand Uh, everyone out there who's afraid of those damn cans i understand i will never look at it the same (laughs) yeah it'll never be the same uh well good well i'm glad you're first of all okay and it's only a bruise second of all that you're here uh pinch hitting and you do you, even your name sounds like a baseball pinch hitter it randy does, yeah. jordan yeah. Yeah. stepping up to take a shot for the a's or whatever i don't know I can't sure. anything. sure anyway brian uh Ibbett over here has all the rules and all the <laughs> th- regulations i guess so brian explain yes. those to people please please fill out this nda form uh welcome to the morning half ass is a trivia game where i'm actually going to be giving the two of you the answers I'm going to give Scott and Randy a category in six possible Anders, three of which are correct and three of which are, like my tears, false. Uh, depending on how confident you are with the category, you can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if you get any of those guesses wrong, you get zero points for that round. Get one right gets you a point. Get two right gets you three points. And get all three correct, you get five points for that round. Player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. Who are these contestants, you may ask? Well, I will tell you. Scott, you're playing for Juan Toro. From Boca Raton, Florida. Mm, ah, okay. Feels like That's I could the best retire kind of, there. Uh, tuna you can get at the sushi place. Sure. Randy, you're playing for Michael Zwart from Amsterdam. Okay. Nice. All right. Let's yeah. go. Uh, legalized uh, hookers and uh, and sweet weed. <laughs> that's that's right. California too. So oh, right. don't don't be too. Yeah. And Nevada. Yeah. It's, there's a, there's a few places you can get that stuff now. That's I love it um, when you when you name a place and Scott just says whatever he happens to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the way, man. That's how I do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In my way. All right. Let's life. get to it. Get your first question here, and um, let's uh, you know we're we're talking about. Uh, uh, geography here. Let's let's go to geography specifically. Currency. Tell me which of these six items, which which three of these six items are actual currencies of Africa. Uh, your choices are the quoquo, the bagu, the burr, the moto, the seti, and the kwanza. Which three of those are actually currencies of Africa? They all look like they could be. Uh, um, damn. I have no idea. This is hard. Uh, I'm going to go with two and hope for the best. If I did three, okay. I would feel like I overdid it. Uh, okay. t- uh. I know. It's <laughs> Why? Tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, I feel so. Okay. Um, I also went with two. Oh, I've, I've screwed up so bad. Maybe. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Neither of you picked the same ones, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, you guys both, between the two of you, Scott, you chose Burr and Moto. Hello, Moto. <laughs> Randy, you chose Bagu and Seti. You each chose one correct and one incorrect. Damn it. <coughs> the actual answer is Kwanzaa is, is actually currency of um, Angola. Oh, I didn't know. Believe so when you celebrate Kwanzaa in Kwanzaa, or no, sorry, you celebrate Kwanzaa with Kwanzaa. Right, that's right. You're gonna buy some buy some uh, Kwanzaa decorations for Kwanzaa. Yeah. Um, uh, Seti and Burr were the other two uh, correct choices. Seti comes from Ghana. Burr comes from Ethiopia. Oh, nice. None of these are uh, dong like in Vietnam. I like the dong. I, I know it's Rand in South Africa because uh, my I was working for a company that got purchased by a South African company, and then they all came and met us. And my name is Randy, and they oh. were like, "Oh, Rand, that's <laughs> right. they like it." It's short for Krugerrand, right? Is it? Sure. I, I have think. no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Somebody might be able to help me with that one. Let's get to the next question, shall all right, we? All right. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, go a little closer to home. Which of these six are colognes for men? Uh, your choices are quip, dinosaur, zipped, cigar, lucky you, and showdown. Oh my Three Lord. of these are actual colognes for men. I hate these. <laughs> cigar? They all sound dumb, don't they? Yeah. How can okay, be cigar? So, uh, cigar? The problem is when you feel really strongly, like you know one of yeah. them for sure, yeah. and and, and uh, that's the one that's been made up. That's why you feel like you know it's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, right. <laughs> these all sound bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't want to put any of these on me. And I'm sure they're expensive, uh, and I'm sure that people love and, them. And you should have gotten the wrong three from Anchorman, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, know. wow. Really? Yeah, neither Since of them. You pretty the sun of the time, it works all the time. I don't know why. All right. You guys are both locked in. Uh, you both uh, said Lucky You. And uh, Lucky You is a Liz Claiborne cologne for men. Very good. Yeah. Uh, zipped. Also is a, a cologne that's made by Performers Workshop for some reason. Dinosaur uh, is just a dinosaur. Ah, shit! Uh, <laughs> uh, so the answers were Cigar, Lucky You, and Zipped. Cigar is made by the Remy Latour company. And why would you want to smell like a cigar? No I don't kidding. I, I'm not. It's it's probably a gag name, though, right? Like that's not probably not gag. I'm, real... I'm guessing it's like this: the mystique of cigar smoking in your den. You're a man with a cigar. You know, it's that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then it's probably I, I want real you to know, you almost got me with showdown, and I wonder if that thought that that's probably close. <laughs> I almost it chose. Like yeah. I almost Stetson chose that. And yeah, like right from the from the makers of Stetson showdown. I almost chose cigar because it sounded so impossible, and now I'm mad. Oh, really? That I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Dinosaur. For years and years, I wore Tommy Bahama, and their signature cologne is so great, and you just can't find it anymore. Like they, you know, that's quit, a company. They that, quit making that, it, or what? What happened to them? I, it, I, I think they still make it, but I can't. You know, like there aren't Tommy Bahama stores around anymore, yeah. and like I don't know where to get it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Remy Latour's cigar for men, uh, nineteen ninety six, introduced in nineteen eighty six, a blend of sandalwood and patchouli. Oh, <laughs> sounds all right. Yeah, that's that. actually no, that's actually except, not bad. Except for the patchouli, yeah. I, I get enough of that at Red Rocks. I don't need to smell any more patchouli anymore. Yeah, ever. patchouli is probably yeah. That's a good point. It depends on how strong it is, but I, that sounds okay. I think I could work. Yeah, it. when I was younger, uh, it, it occurred to me that women really decided what men's colognes. Yes. Were. So like, yeah, sure. I would be you know like hanging out with some friends, and the one I was most attracted to would say, you know, I love Burberry Brit, and then the next thing I know, I'm wearing Burberry Brit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. Remember when Polo was like you basically if you did not own Polo yeah. cologne you were you were hot garbage. For us it was Dracar Noir. Oh, oh was it really? Okay, so Polo deal. was a Colorado thing. Oh yeah, we were that in high school people had it by the gallons, man. It was wow. the thing. I avoided it because I thought it was why? it was way too cool and I and I was being rebellious and thought it was cool not to like it, but everybody yeah. wore it except me and my nerd friends. Oh, funny. Because okay. we were hipsters. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Stood out. Stood out your, your natural scent. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. We're going into question number three. Randy's got three points. Scott needs some catching up. So here's your chance to catch up. Uh, languages on the Rosetta Stone, not the software. That's okay. easy. You can figure out what software uh, languages you can find with Rosetta Stone. No, the actual physical Rosetta Stone, which I think is sitting in the National Museum of uh, in London, if I remember correctly. I've seen it. 
Uh, your choices are Egyptian demotic or demotic, demotic, ancient Greek, linear A, hieroglyphics, Aramaic, and Sanskrit. Yeah. Are languages you will actually find on Scott locked so fast. Wait a minute. I'm going really with three. Did. Oh, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm going with three that I feel com I feel confident about. Wow. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but I'm you know. I'm gonna give it all. I'm giving it all. You, gotta, you had to, right? You know, you kind of had to. Yeah. You had to go big or go home. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I don't want to go home. Choices. Well, I don't know. I can see him making his choices as. Uh... <laughs> I, yeah, do, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you, you get I to think... see when stuff gets clicked, unclicked, clicked again, that kind of thing, right? I do. Yeah. I do. I get to see the light. I think this may be the first time ever that between the two players. All six answers were chosen, which means what? Yeah. So, like, all like every single answer on the board has an option. Um, obviously, it doesn't mean one person's all right or one person's all wrong because that that easily could be you know half of one, half of the other. That'd be a shame. Um, Scott, you went with linear A, Aramaic, and Sanskrit. I don't even know what linear A is. Um, <laughs> Randy, you went with the Egyptian, Demotic, Ancient Greek, and hieroglyphics. We have a winner. Randy Deluxe ah, chose the damn. three correct ones. <laughs> Scott chose the three incorrect ones. Holy I swear crap. we are collaborating. I swear. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, did you know this or was this a guess? What did you do? So I was made to study it in high school. Mm, like we had, really? there was a poster of the Rosetta Stone in my sophomore high school English class. Yeah. And so, like, I knew really, really well when you first put this up that Aramaic was not on the thing mm. because, like, Aramaic is, like, the main uh, thing for uh, the main language for the Bible or whatever. Anyway, but, like, uh, it's just uh, the rest was just guesses. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm well impressed. done. Holy cow. Yeah. Nicely yeah, done. I, I, I've, uh, you know, obviously we've seen the real Rosetta Stone, but I could not describe to you. I just remember it was black and it had a bunch of, like, little little um uh carved out things on it and i'm trying to figure out like how do you have a bunch of languages on there is it like all right here's a and here's how you do a in ancient greek and egyptian demotic and here's the hieroglyphic for uh for it know, must be right a can stand for yeah it, mu it must be like I'm, I'm still blown away that even exists that thing what like, i remember yeah. about it is that it goes from a much larger size font let's uh, that's not the word but right. a much larger script to a really tiny one at the bottom yes and okay do remember that small. yeah and it looks to me like somebody was late turning uh, writing their essay and they, right. like, they didn't leave enough didn't yeah. leave enough time or enough uh, <laughs> writing for the whole thing oh yeah i'm looking at a picture of it right now like that whole top section the big font as you as you say yeah i wonder that might be hieroglyphics and then yeah. the next chunk is uh like much much smaller Dang, somebody, I mean, this is before uh, you could go to CVS and pick up a pair of readers like I'm wearing yeah, on my yeah. face. <laughs> That's true, for a couple of bucks. Those are, yeah. who did, how would they do back then? Only the really well-sighted people could use the Rosetta Stone. That's right, Stone. exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like six-point <laughs> type. Uh, well, awesome. Right. Uh, well done, Randy. You've won for that dude. Oh, wait, I should play you a thing. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. You're a winner. This is for me, though. Uh, who gets the prizes, Brian? Yeah, Michael Zwart. You are getting a copy of Bendy and the Dark Revival and Pathologic 2. I know nothing about either of those games, but by golly, they sound fun. Yeah, they sound um, great. But uh, 
Uh, Juan Toro, I, I feel like you might be the real winner here. You're getting a copy of Alan Wake's Collector's Edition. Oh, yeah. So nobody leaves empty-handed. You guys both get pretty darn good games for uh, for basically, what, typing your name in a form, yeah. in a Google form. You well did done. nothing. Really worked hard for it. No work at all. Piece of cake. It's Jeez. the easiest thing you've ever done. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Well, lazy boy. mother... <laughs> Speaking uh, of uh, yeah. speaking of Egyptian writing, uh, either of you play Immortals: Phoenix Rising? Uh, yes. yes, love that. Loved game. it. Yeah, that yeah. game is it is so inexpensive on uh, Epic right now. I don't yeah. know why I'm advertising really? for them. People should grab it if you have, don't already yeah. own that game. I've I bought it in two places. Is how much I like because I like the cross save they did. Uh, mm-hmm. But they that game uh, deserves a follow up. I'm yeah. I could not be more pissed at Ubisoft for canceling it because they're not going to do it now. It didn't oh, make no, enough money. Really? Yeah, they canceled oh. the the sequel they were making, and it pisses me the hell off because that game is rad. And let me tell you that the main so reason fun. it's rad. It's like, what if you took the best things about Breath of the Wild, but didn't uh-huh. break the weapons all the time? <laughs> <laughs> right. Loved yeah. it. It was great. And yeah. they actually and it was actually funny. Like the stuff between Zeus and um What's his name that would narrate through the game as you ran around? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, a cop, uh, Sarcophiles or whatever his name was. Something, yeah. yeah. So good. And that's hard. Good puzzles, good good fighting. Like the bosses were uh, were tricky to, to battle and stuff. Yeah. yeah that, that's the last game that I finished, actually. The last game I played. Star- oh, no, I take that back. Breath of the Wild. No, I Tears never of the beat Kingdom. the final boss on Breath of the Wild. You beat Tears yeah. of the Kingdom, though, didn't you? I'm sorry, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. No, I didn't beat the final boss of Tears in the Kingdom. Oh, I, I beat all of the all of the bosses that lead to the last boss. But then Spider Spider Man came out that week, and I said, oh, "Bye bye, yeah. bye bye, Link." That's what happens. <laughs> uh, well, all right, Randy, you've been a fine stand-in today. Uh, you've done a yes. great, great a great work here, and uh, it's nice to have you in the wings when needed. Uh, you want to say anything to the people at have, home? Have a really home? great week. Don't shoot yourself with biscuits, and uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs> bye now. <laughs> See you later, Ring Belly. We're going to call him Old Ring Belly Randy. Old Ring Belly. Ring Belly Randy. All right. Good. Well done, everyone. That was awesome. Yeah. Let's do some quick news. It's time for the news brought to you by Film Sack, where we just took a look at 1989's Slacker, the first real movie from Richard Linklater. How's it hold up? Well, tune in and find out, and maybe get a free Madonna pap smear in the process. Go to filmsack.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You think we're making up that pap smear thing? It's a, it's in the movie. Oh, yeah. It's featured. It's in the movie. Okay. Yeah. We didn't make it up. We're not being sexist. We're not being weird and yes. gross. It's just in there. Okay. Even a lady yeah. says it. The drummer for the Butthole Surfers says it. That's right. Exactly. Tries to sell it. Yeah. Uh, she, she thinks yeah, you that, might that be movie. interested. It's weird, that movie. That movie had a, a great concept. Um and and had a great concept yeah. it did it was about an hour and a half too long <laughs> yeah but it had yep. moments it and had I, its moments i appreciate it for what it did and what it was and when it was but yeah i really liked the uh the, the guy with the, the conspiracy theory guy oh wait that yeah, was oh, wait. two-thirds of the movie that was everyone hmm yeah no the one in the bookstore i'm serious put him on a list keep your eye on that guy <laughs> I don't trust that guy. That's a guy that has to introduce himself to the neighbors every time he moves. Of course. Uh, let's move on to the story here. We're going to tell the story of uh, DC fighter fi- firefighter has been fired. They fired a DC Aww. firefighter in DC. Oh, no. <laughs> After stopping for a Chick-fil-A while on an emergency call. Uh, we're getting what a lot of, of these What kind lately. of Pokemon is a Chick-fil-A? <laughs> 
It does sound like one. If we weren't used totally. to that name, we would yeah. that would easily be a Pokemon name. It totally easily could be, right? Yeah. Oh Ooh, I got a shiny Chick-fil-A. What do you think they what what do they evolve into? A Popeye? They evolve into a uh Canes. A Canes, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I got a raising cane. A raising cane. Oh, it evolved into a raising canes. That's actually amazing. that would be the top level. Then Popeyes would be the middle level. So it would evolve first into a Popeyes and then into yeah. a raising canes at the end. Although of those three, yeah. I still prefer the basic chicken sandwich. I prefer Popeyes of all of them. Yeah, I do too. Um, there are now both have other things that I would prefer over other Popeyes things, but that one item, I think Popeyes mm. has an amazing chicken sandwich. Oh boy, they uh, over by us. They are building um, a Chick Fil A uh, over on Youngfield, and they're putting it. It's it's in the parking lot, basically, or in this shopping center that also has a Hobby Lobby right behind it. Oh. So. Um, so if you're looking for a place to avoid <laughs> gay people, make sure to go to the, <laughs> the yeah. parking lot that has both a Hobby Lobby and a Chick-fil-A in you it. You can get your, you can get your chicken and you can get your crafts <laughs> and no gays. Right? And no gays. Yeah, yeah. No gays at all. Although I still love that our local Chick-fil-A over here hired on purpose. The, the franchise owners hired like two or three, uh, gay kids to work there. Not on per not like, oh, we gotta hurry up and hire some gay kids. <laughs> I'm they- sorry, you're not gay. We're looking we're only looking for uh, gay kids right now. Yeah, because uh, they were just like be- they were feeling rebellious and wanted to stick it to corporate. <laughs> uh DC firefighter is in trouble. Uh he was with his partner. They stopped for fast food while on an emergency call in March. Uh he has been terminated. <sighs> from his job, not from life. He wasn't killed. <laughs> You can't say he's terminated, not, uh, you know, without Sarah Connor's son. No, he no. was just, he was just uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's more like oh, I forgot his name. Who did Sean Bean or uh, uh, Michael Bean play? What was his character? Reese. Oh, he's more like Reese. Reese. Yeah. <laughs> Two firefighters, EMTs, uh, assigned to an ambulance, uh, ambulance number three. They stopped for this thing in Northeast DC at around 4 p.m. on March 24th. Instead of responding to a call for a woman suffering chest pain at a Kaiser Permanente about a mile away. Mm. Uh, and we don't have Kaiser Permanente here because we're all IHC here, but that's like a they have yeah. clinics and it's that kind of yeah. thing, right? Okay. Yeah. And if she's, I mean, you know, in, in defense of the firefighter, if she's already at a Kaiser Permanente, what do they need firefighters for? What that, do they need EMTs for? That's probably what they thought. She's at a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's at the place that the EMTs usually take them. My guess is it was like a clinic style it where they didn't be. have yeah, all the stuff. That's true because yeah. they right some of them just have. Have like a little urgent care clinic and no other really real big facility. But I could he I could see that firefighter going. Ah, it's a Kaiser Permanente. We got time. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm not saying he's I'm right. Really, but I'm really not him defending him. But yeah, I don't think I think you can wait for lunch. Yeah. You take this job, uh, and it's you've taken this job with the knowledge that it supersedes anything else. Hunger. Yep. Having to pee, having to poop, yep. tired, any of that stuff. You do that first, and then you can do all your other things. But yeah. Well, he is now officially no longer, this is the official word, quote, no longer with the department, unquote. Well, well he's got time for all the chicken and biscuits <clears throat> he wants. Yeah, everything you want, it's all yours there, buddy. Yeah. Ape Fest happened. Have you heard of Ape Fest, Brian? No, I have not heard of Ape Fest. Well, I wish it was like people who studied primates or... Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, you get uh, what's her name, Fossey, to come and do a keynote speech. And sure, is it Diane? 
Fossey. Diane Fossey, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you get uh, Sigourney Weaver talking about her movie, <laughs> Gorillas in the Mist, you know, whatever. That's right. Yes. That's not what this is. This is oh. uh, people who bought those stupid Bored Ape M- NFTs. Oh, geez. Really? So they figured out a way to make more money from those people. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's such a scam. <laughs> Ape Fest attendees report vision problems and extreme pain after the uh, event. And here's why. Uh, attendees of Yuga Labs Ape Fest, which uh, happened on November 4th in Hong Kong, that's where it was held this year. I guess there have been multiples of these. Mm-hmm. Have reported burns, damaged vision, and extreme pain in their eyeballs, which they attribute to the use of improper lighting. Uh, somebody on Twitter posted, for example, woke up in the middle of the night after Ape Fest with such pain in my eyes that I had to go to the hospital, wrote one attendee, Crypto June. Oh. Yeah, Crypto June. Uh, Crypto June, yeah. I mean, I'm trying. Look, <laughs> I want to feel bad for eyes are precious. We need them, of course. Yes, I mean, we feel bad for the people in their eyes, but, but we don't, don't feel the, the we don't feel bad for the fact that their board ape NFTs are not going to be worth the the paper they're not printed on in uh, in five years. Yeah, I don't care at all about that. A yeah. uh, doctor told this person, "quote It was due to UV from the stage lights." Um, I go to festivals often, but I've never oh. experienced this. It Jeez. says one attendee noted one. Uh, many of those reporting eye problems were up in the uh, up close area near this lighting display near the event's main stage. Uh, neither Ape Fest guest uh, who goes by the name or the pseudonym Field on X, uh, oh, F- Feld on X. Uh, it screws me up when they say X. They mean Twitter. I know, me too. Yeah. Uh, described identical symptoms. Quote: Anyone else eyes burning from last night? Woke up at three a.m. with extreme pain and ended up in the ER. In Hong Kong, Jeez. where you don't know English or you don't know Mandarin or whatever. Oh yeah, no kidding. Oh god, yeah, that'd be that'd be the worst. Uh-huh. So yeah, you know, like when I have I have an, a UV curing light for my three um, D prints, right? So after they come out, wash them off in an alcohol bath, take them out, let them dry, and then put them in the UV, a little UV turntable that uh, that cures them the rest of the way. Yeah. And that's got a shield that goes over it that this thing won't run unless that shield is on there. So obviously, you know, UV, not a thing that you want burning in your eyes at any at any level. And the fact right. they had this on stage and had some pointed at the audience, dumbasses. Yeah, dumb. They're just so dumb. Uh, Why were they think I mean, you there are other ways to do colorful, interesting lighting. Sure. Don't sure. d- don't UV light. I mean, the whole reason you people have to wear sunglasses in the sun and like also put on sunscreen exactly. and shit and not die. What are you doing? UV protection. Exactly. Yeah. These ape people, they don't know what they're doing. I would trust an ape more than I would these people. <laughs> than someone who buys a board ape NFT. Yeah. For sure. Or goes yeah. to Ape Fest. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, scientists have created a uh, chimeric monkey with two Ooh. sets of DNA. They found one set in the jungle and they found the other set in an axe throwing place in California. <laughs> Recently, what? just like yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Uh, so he's half half ebbit. Uh, scientists based in China created a monkey in chimera. California. <laughs> did I Where say Colorado? I, I thought I said Colorado. Did I not? No, he said California. Oh, so shit. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I got the C. I got my C states mixed up. Uh, they created a monkey chimera uh, with two sets of DNA. Experimental work that they say could ultimately benefit medical research and the conservation of endangered species. The monkey, which lived for ten days before being euthanized, why? Let him live. Why'd you kill well, the maybe, moe? I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there was a reason. Maybe it was maybe there was some pain it was going through or something because of its 
mixed genetics. He was a very bored ape, and they wanted. He was a bored ape. Oh, oh. It uh, was made by combining stem cells from a, a Cynomogulus monkey. Cynomogulus. Mulgus. Nice tree is that. Also known as a crab-eating or long-tailed macaw. Uh, macaw. Macaw. Uh, macaw. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I. I. I wanted to make that right. I right know. Away. You wanted to try to pronounce it. <laughs> Macaque. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen, when you get these words that could be said uh, like this, you got to take advantage just of every, every opportunity. Yeah, it should just say it. Let's see. Um, a primate used in biomedical research, which genetically uh, distinct embryo from the same monkey species, in the world's first live birth of a primate chimera created with two stem cells or with stem cells. It's a proof of concept. It was a study thing. I still think you ought to let the monkey live if he was yeah, okay. I mean, exactly. If there, were, there, there had to be a reason that it that they euthanized it. Because um, otherwise, just- I mean, obviously they'd want to keep it alive to study it and see how it develops and stuff like that. So there must have been a reason. Must be. They don't say in here, though. I mean, Anyone you know, out there in that to, business? They had to euthanize Brundlefly, so they'll have to <laughs> euthanize the... <laughs> the, the, the monkey. That's true. Brun, poor Brundlefly. Help me. That's from the first movie. Um, all right. We're going to now take a break. When we come back from this yeah. break, we'll get an actual person who really is into science. Okay. Cool. He's not a we scientist like so much as he is a science enthusiast, but he's, he's more of a scienceist. Scientist. scientist. There you go. He's a like scientist. That. Yeah. Yeah. Then you could hear that in Miss Haired almost and think he might be a scientist and it's still right. Cool. Exactly. Yes. I like that. Anyway, he's coming up after this break. We're going to do a little song. Brian, do the song. What's the song? Yeah. This one uh, came to us from Hey Clown Baby. Got a couple requests that were Indy in the Middles uh, this week. So this is the first of them. Uh, hey Clown Baby says, Hello, you two beautiful bastards. I have an Indy in the Middle request. I went to college with the lead singer and founder of The Fay. Zach in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. It was always a great time going to his live shows, and I figured I'd give him some love by promoting his music. The song was recorded in L.A., but he does most of his work in Omaha. I already messaged him, and he gave me permission to play his music. He actually even picked this song, Wolf of the Wild, to be played on the show. Love the show, though. Hey, clown baby. Nice. Uh, this is great. This is uh, um, this is the Fay. This is from the uh, 2021 album Palm Tree Shade. If you like this, make sure to check out more of their music. Uh, the Fay spelled F E Y. The Fay and Wolf of the Wild. <laughs>
never saw such a sick bunch of men in your life. And we're back. Hey, who was that one more time? That's the Faye and a song called Wolf of the Wild from their album, Palm Tree Shade. Excellent. Ain't it though? It's the Ain't best. it? That's the best shade, dude. It is palm tree shade because you you know if you're someplace that's got palm trees mm-hmm. you're already winning and yeah. then you're in the shade psh, double I agree. double win. My buddy Darren is in. Uh, well, I guess he's on a boat. He's on a cruise, but he, I think he's going to get out in like Mexican places with palm trees. Mm-hmm. I wish nice. I was him right now. That'd be nice. Me too. Yeah. It's getting cold here. Uh, not as cold as it is in the hearts of Southerners. Every no, it's not. I'm, I'm making all that up. Let's just play his intro. Here it is. Science. Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. That Bob in question is Bobby Frankenberger. The best burger in the tri-state area or something to that effect. (laughs) Uh, Bobby, (laughs) it's nice to see you. How how the heck are you? What's going on over there? Does... does every state have a tri-state area, and how do, is it? Hmm. No. I bet Hawaii doesn't have a tri-state area. I know that um, <laughs> New Mexico, New Good Mexico, point. Arizona, and is Utah part of that? I'm not sure, but there's some place out here where you can stand right where they all meet. And it's like a little corner uh, thing, and they have like a whole... Um, it's not well, like you're talking state. about four corners, right? Yeah, four corners. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah that's, that's, that's that's sort of well, that, that's that'd be a, quad that's state. Quad state. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, so, like some some states have like uh, um, what was it Indiana, Ohio? There's like some tri-state 
They're the main tri-state, right? Are they? Is that is that? Uh, I think two of the three. What would be the other one? Indiana, oh, I don't know. Ohio this. and Michigan. I don't know this. Hmm. Maybe they should just always say, like, if there's three, st- just say with for every third three states. So me and Brian and and uh, up in, let's say I don't know Montana. That there's yeah. our tri-state. That's the tri-state area. All right, so we've got I've got a list. There are a lot of tri-state areas. So the New York tri-state area is New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. That's the one Sometimes about, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania part of that. The Philadelphia tri-state area, which is Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Yeah. Pittsburgh tri-state area, which kind of the same. Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia. Erie, the mini sink, the Berkshires. Massachusetts, Connecticut, and so, uh, New so York. So Pennsylvania belongs to multiple tri-state areas? It does, yeah. Wow. The New York tri-state area and the Philadelphia tri-state area. Wow, they, that's cool. They love their, their tri-stateness. Mm, yeah. Uh, Chicago <laughs> tri-state area, which is Indiana, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of these tri-state areas. So I guess it's basically where you've got states where... Um, there are there's three a city, of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there again, aside from Alaska and, and Hawaii, every state but touches more enough. than one other state, right? right so right. Um, so it's basically where you've got three states that connect, and there's a, a fairly major city nearby, and then you call it a tri-state area. That must Does be it. it. The, the reason I also think there's a reason they don't do it out here in the West is because we're sprawled too much. It's not easy to say there's an area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even that four corners thing right. is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, right? Oh, does Maine? Maine doesn't touch more than. One state. No, nope, right? just Maine touches only, New Hampshire. Just touches New Hampshire, right. Okay. Inappropriately, though, in a way that... <laughs> Can you show me show me on the map where, uh, <laughs> where, where New touched Hampshire you? touched you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Bobby, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're going to talk about some science stuff. Before we get to what you yeah. brought, though, can I play you a thing that I thought was interesting? Are you down with of that? Of course you can. All right. So this is just some audio. It's your show. This is some audio about <laughs> how... This is now what scientists believe, according to the Sandia National oh, Laboratories. Yeah. They believe that this is what T-Rexes sound like now. All right. Oh, great. So just for comparison, I meant to bring this up. Let me do it real quick. Let's play the Jurassic Park uh, T-Rex roar. Oh, that music's so good. Even you doing that makes me excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So here are the, here is the sex, or this is the biggest roar from the, the T-Rex. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's what we were told. We've thought for years, this is the sound. That's what we're going to have, and that's what we think. And even that, at the time, I remember Spielberg saying in an interview, they were trying to approximate stuff based on current knowledge of vocal cord stuff and things that we knew then, but we've learned more. Did he really say that? Because I remember watching uh, a documentary where they were just like, well, we took an elephant and we mixed it with a... With a lion and well, maybe they lied to him because he was told that he said this in some DVD thing or yeah. something because they wanted. Uh, well, they, maybe they, and maybe they were trying to approximate it by using other animals. Right, so. right, exactly. So you get there however you get there. But now yeah. this is what they think, and I have now lost all respect for T Rexes. Here's what they think they sound like now. Not that part. Oh, hold on. <laughs> The thing is, there's like a big. Hold thing. on, I think that T Rex wants to merge. Better let it in. <laughs> do you know? Do you know how those there's birds that do like weird like that? There's stuff yeah, moving. Yeah. They think that's what's going on with the T Rex now. And uh, wow, there's a whole bunch oh more info about it, but it's really hard to. That reminds me of that burping guy we had all those years ago. Brian. Yes, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> 
that, that guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. I, don't worry, yeah. Jeannie. We won't play the file. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was interesting. We'd share that. That's um, great. So that feathers. Really interesting. Now they got feathers. Now they got this voice. Um, what's yeah, I next? think the way they do that is they they get like as complete a skull as they can, and then they try to figure out how it resonates, and they blow air through things. And yeah, stuff like that. It so. makes sense, right? Like um, yeah. that they would have that they, we should be able to approximate that stuff better now than ever. And so I'll take their word for it, but I'm not going to be scared by that. I'm just going to hear that and go, dude. No, it just sounds like my sister-in-law when she blows her nose. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's just really. I have yeah. an image of your sister-in-law that I will no longer that I will try not to share with anyone now that you've said it. Uh, Bobby, what did you bring to the science table today? What are we doing? Well, I have a quick thing to start with, and then I want to get into another thing. We'll see how long we have for the second thing. But the first thing it was I just noticed in Discord somebody um, tagged me. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Andy W five by five. You know who that is? Yeah. Um, Anyway, asked uh, saw an article about a black hole that was expelled from a galaxy and was flying through the universe at like breakneck oh. speeds, and was like asked, "What is this about?" Mm. Um, but I, we covered it on our show, uh, All Around Science, a little while ago, and it was um, it's a pretty interesting story, just real fast. It was uh, Hubble found a supermassive black hole that was not in a galaxy at all. It was just a rogue supermassive black hole. And for context, supermassive black holes are usually those black holes that they just, they they know now are at the center of almost every galaxy. Yeah. Um so it's weird to find it by itself, but not only did they find it by itself, but it was it was going through the flying uh, through the universe super fast, fast enough to go from the moon to the earth in 14 minutes. It's 5.6 million kilometers per hour. Oh my gosh. Um, and that's that's really really fast. In fact, it was they, they saw it because they were able to see that it was it was creating um, like compression waves in gas that it was it was going through. So it was just really fast going through stuff. And um, but the way they noticed it at first was all this image they saw a trail of what were stars flying behind it. There's like this weird line, this weird trail of stars fl- following behind oh, it. That doesn't seem cataclysmic at all. Like it's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, right. like, man, that sounds like if you're going to start, if this thing's got enough gravitational pull and velocity to yank a bunch of stars with it. Well, here's shit. the really interesting thing about it is because that's your first thought, right? Is, oh, it's pulling a bunch of stars with it. Yeah. But yeah. what they found is that, and this is even cooler to me, is that the reason there's a trail of stars behind it is because this black hole passes through like like gases and nebulae nebula in the in the universe and it's moving so fast and it's got so much gravity and it creates these compression waves that it actually causes stars to be born so um that trail of stars is not being dragged along with it it's just literally like as it passes by uh, it causes a star to form. He's just farting um, out stars as it goes. You know, it's like yeah, Brooke. Yeah. It's like a Shawshank Redemption, and Brooks going through handing people uh, books from the cart. It's just <laughs> like <laughs> really. That's right. You get a star. You get a star. You get a star. There you go. Wow. Just going, yeah, leaving st- new baby stars in his wake. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I just thought that was really interesting and thought I'd mention it because um, it's it's pretty cool. They think it was expelled. For, like, why was it not with a galaxy? They think it was part of a a binary black hole system that was in a galaxy, and then another galaxy came and smacked into it. And so there are three black holes in a system together. It would just be too much. One of them got launched out. 
Okay, um, so flung literally flung it out of there because of the forces yeah. at, at, at play. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. actually. I mean, like you're talking about the most cosmic scale thing I think we've ever talked about on here. That's yeah. massive. Well, let's 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 kick it up a notch. Um, okay. What bigger than that? Bigger Whoa. than that? <laughs> what? So there, uh, there's a paper that was um, released. I think it was uh, first pub- first written earlier in the year, but um, it's made its way into archive the the preprint server that a lot of papers go into. So this caveat: this paper has not been fully peer reviewed yet. Um, but uh, but the idea is that some scientists are describing what they think might have been a second Big Bang that um, happened only about a month after the Big Bang we know about, and they think this second Big Bang is is might be what's responsible for creating all the dark matter in the universe. Okay. Um, so what is dark matter? Real quick, dark matter... Well, it's tough to talk about dark matter because we actually don't know what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do we think but, it is? Yeah, yeah but uh, what we do know about it is that it's it's it does not... It's something out there that interacts with all the matter that we can see gravitationally, very strongly. Um, but it does not interact with electromagnetic radiation, which is why we call it dark matter because we can't see it. Electromagnetic radiation includes light, x-rays, everything on the electromagnetic spectrum, which is what all of our telescopes be either radio telescope scopes or just uh, visual telescopes, um, they all are detecting stuff on the electromagnetic spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but dark matter doesn't interact with other matter in that way. And so it, we can't see it, but we can see the effects of it, right? Mm-hmm. It was um, the first, the term was first coined back in the 30s when uh, Fritz Zwicky, which is a great scientist name, um, Fritz Zwicky uh, just noticed that there were there was a cluster of galaxies that that were all um, orbiting together like this this galaxy cluster was moving together but when he did the math it shouldn't have there shouldn't have been enough stuff mm. for those galaxies to hold together in fact after he, he crunched all the numbers he found that of the observable matter in this galaxy cluster it should it would it would only account for like one percent of the forces necessary to hold the cluster together. Oh. And so he back in the 30s proposed some kind of matter that had to have been there that must have been exerting very large gravitational forces, and he called it Dunkle Materie or Dunkle Materie. Okay. <laughs> um, I think German, you nailed uh, it. I'm sure you nailed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to go check Wiki or Zikipedia, Zikwipedia or whatever that guy would be on. <laughs> Zwikipedia. Zwikipedia. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is German for dark matter. So he did that. And then Vera Rubin later came by and she was a scientist in the 70s who collected tons and tons of data from 60 different galaxies and confirmed that dark matter must be everywhere because all of these galaxies were rotating. The outer arms of these spiral galaxies were rotating far faster than they should have been. And the only way to account for that must be that there's other stuff in the galaxies causing them. Stuff we can't to, see, right. Stuff we can't see, right. Yeah. And we still can't see it. And we don't. How come so, we don't so have we don't we, we don't is. have instrumentation at all that can see it yet, right? We're we're still in Not the dark. Until very recently. Um, okay. So the only way that this seems to interact with matter is gravitationally, right? Um, that's that's the only way we even know about it. That's the only thing we know that it the only force that it seems to be able to exert on the matter that we can see. So 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 theoretically, we might be able to detect it with gravitational wave detectors which are a very new thing right um, new. Yeah. 
and and that's what this paper actually proposes. Not only does it propose that there's a second big bang that may have caused all of the dark matter, because that's a big question, right? Like if it doesn't interact with regular matter, then how was it even made in the first place? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because because it has no interaction with regular matter. Right. So all the so ways that can, we can Yeah, what yeah. can what can happen to cause the cause its creation or, or produce it. Right, exactly. Because yeah. because how how did that happen? And yeah. they, it's kind of been like ham-fistedly suggested that maybe at a certain point early on in the universe's uh, creation after the Big Bang, things cooled down enough, and it just sort of like fell out of all the stuff. But that's not really been a very satisfactory explanation because it's just they're just like, well, maybe it just happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, so so these. Um, the, the authors of this paper propose that it's entirely possible that another Big Bang happened about at a certain point in the universe's creation where conditions might have allowed it to happen. Um, and the reason that this is a... So so in order for this to work, there has to be also another uh, another field of energy that, that holds dark matter, and they call it the dark field. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so... In order, for, so if that did, ha- if that does exist, then it's 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 possible that another this other big bang happened that created that dark field, and then dark matter came out of it. The reason it's a good theory, they think, is that um, well, it would have it would explain why it doesn't interact with matter. Yeah. Um, and it would explain how it could be possible if it doesn't interact with matter because it was a separate, an entirely separate event. Right. Um. But uh, but that's really all they're able to do with it. A lot of the math checks out to make it possible, but it's not really the, – the tough thing is, is it testable? And they do think that it is testable because if it did happen this way, it would have created gravitational signatures – in the sort of gravitational background waviness of the universe. And, um, and, and those signatures can be predicted mathematically and we should be able to detect them because if we can predict what it should look like, then we can try to look for it. Right. That's some of that, Um, uh, uh, calculatable determinism stuff that I've been getting into lately. Not the, not the everything's determined theory. I mean, like if we have the right math, then you can accurately predict all sorts of shit, and I love that. Right, and that's um that's yeah, cool. important for how science works, right? Right. Science isn't uh, collecting a bunch of data and then looking for something interesting in the data. That's that's the that's backwards. Um, the way science works is that we, based on what we can see, we make a hypothesis. And we figure out how how what would be the way we would test that hypothesis, and then we go and look for it. We try to confirm or deny the hypothesis. Right. We can't yeah. confirm one, but you at least try to try to prove it wrong. And sure. if you can't prove it wrong, then there's a good chance that it might be right. Right. Then right? you keep moving down the the path and finding out other right. reasons why it should get in the way. I mean, I'm sure that there's you know finding out where maybe dark matter came from and that it is there is one thing, right? Right. But then when you we get better and better at understanding it and exploring it, you, I'm sure there are answers we have we have no questions for yet, you know, like a lot of stuff in science. It's like or questions we don't even know to ask yet, right you know? right. until yeah. we yeah, sometimes learning more opens the door and then we're like, oh, 
Okay, well now, how come that's true then? Burr, 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 burr. Right. I love it. I love it. My whole my my astrophysicist uh, obsession in the last month or so con- continues unabated. I'm into it, so I'm really yeah, glad the, you brought the this universe today. abounds with incredible things that we have yet to discover, and it's it's so interesting. I think to find new stuff that we don't understand because we we sit in this. I think probably every generation and every all along the way has probably thought this, but we feel like we're sitting in this particular space and time when we're like, well, there's nothing left to figure out, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we've got it all figured out, but it's, it's clear. And I, I, and maybe we live in a unique, a, a, a relatively unique time in that sense, because everything, science and technology and everything advances so quickly. It's almost like hard to, to, to say that we figured it all out because we see at such a rapid pace new things being discovered. You know? yeah. And and not just new things can be discovered, but new things that contradict things that we previously believed, or at least right. augment or change the things that we previously believed. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I love that. The, the phrase exact science isn't such an exact thing anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah, with all these new gravitational wave detectors, um, as those get more accurate and better, uh, then, then presumably we'd be able to one day test it. We can't test it yet. The, the we don't have the resol like they've done the math and they know what you would need to look for, and we just don't have the resolution to to see the the signature that would be there if this actually happened. Um, but when we finally get there, they'll presumably start looking for it. Sure. Well, when we get there, if it's in the lifespan of the morning stream. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it here on the show. We'll talk about it right exactly. Here. exactly. But there's we'll other stuff. The we'll, yeah, we'll fill it in with other stuff in the meantime. Don't worry. And if, and if the morning streams, not, we'll just reboot the morning stream. Yeah, we'll <laughs> reboot it. We'll let AI right. run it. We'll all be dead by then. Oh but yeah, it's fine. True. Yeah, good point. It's true. Whatever. Just like the Seinfeld yeah. Uh, <laughs> show. Yeah, I hear they're. <laughs> right. Yep. I heard exactly. they're. Um, this is so funny. You brought that up. There's talk that they're actually going to do a reunion short series. Like the show's no gonna, really? yeah, they're gonna all, they're gonna get Elaine, George, Kramer, and is Kramer Jerry. gonna be there? Yeah, they're bringing Kramer. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. He just published a book, uh, oh, called I forget. I'm sure he addresses that thing in it. Oh, he better, yeah. His, <laughs> be, his be N-word pretty, stayed. stayed it's like the only reason people are gonna read that book, right? Exactly. Is he yes. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. They could maybe pull it off. You get the right people in charge. Maybe maybe Larry David pops over and helps. I don't know. It would have to be, yeah. Because I felt like we got good closure with the Kirby enthusiasm. Um, well, that's what I was thinking season. is why yeah. I only feel like it's not necessary because Kirby enthusiasm, A, is kind of a Seinfeld anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And B, they did Seinfeld on that show. So And they also yeah. absolutely addressed and had a great time with Michael Richards stage mess. Yes. And right. they did, they handled it really well and the yeah. fact that Leon was there and was part of that was amazing and like they really did a good job. Are so they, are they so impressed with the success of the Frasier uh sequel that, that <laughs> How's that going? Is it I heard it was all right. Is it bad? Oh really? Oh I I I've I haven't heard anything good about it but I'm guessing uh maybe it's that I haven't heard much about it. Yeah, I guess there just hasn't been a lot of talk. I haven't heard a lot yeah. about it either. Uh, well, anyway, that's a fun way to end a science discussion. Uh, Bobby, uh, tell people where All Around Science can be found so that people can get more of your thoughts in their head. 
Oh, you know, do we even need to tell people where podcasts are found anymore? You can find my yes. podcast, my <laughs> right, um, all around science. Me and my co-host Moore, we talk about science every week, new science news, science stuff, just whatever we can, whatever we feel like talking about because we just love science. And that is just everywhere that you get podcasts. Just search all around science. We just talked about. I just did a whole thing on allergies. What are what are food? What are allergies, and hmm. and what are how are how are the how are the how are allergies different than food um, like sensitivities, sure, and intolerances and stuff like that, right? And um, that's and, a good uh, distinction because some people, you know, I have a reaction if I have really a certain kind of hot pepper, but then other kinds of hot peppers don't bother me at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that an allergy. Yeah, I'd call jalapenos that make me hiccup. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's right. We've talked about that. Really? You get hiccups from yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know that. I get hiccups from jalapenos, but not from habaneros or ghost peppers or any other you know, serranos. Yeah. Or I get hiccups else. when people say japolinos, and then I get hiccups when they just say it. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I just get, I go into a hiccup fit, and it won't. It, it takes all night. So that makes me uh, my eyes roll. Uh, <laughs> Weird. Straight into the back of my head. Yeah, it's like it's a, a sensitivity or something. But yeah, no, something, that sounds interesting because yeah. there are distinctions there, and I think it's good for people to know those. Um, for sure. I yeah. had this kid who I knew as a kid as a, when he was a kid. Uh, his name was Jared Kirby, a really cool kid. But he had severe peanut allergies, like really bad. Uh, two, three trips to the ER, like his childhood was riddled with wait, make sure there are no peanuts anywhere near him. And then yep. around 18, 19, poof, gone. Something changed in his his metabolism somewhere, something. No one, no one saw it as miraculous. We just were like, well, I guess whatever you grew up into, you, you're fine now. So you can eat peanuts yeah, now. They, you can touch them. They can come and go. It's yep. weird, man. I had a... I have a cousin who is severely allergic to milk, and it's the same thing. If there's like even a tiny bit of, it's not just milk; it's any dairy. Yeah. Um, and there's a tiny bit of cheese particle or something on a spoon. Like everything has to be very, and that's not the same as lactose intolerance, right? For reasons that we talk about, which are a little bit more, interesting. a little more yeah, going on there. That's what I get. Yeah. Yeah. Brian yeah. gets crop dusted snowbird. Yep. They've still they still talk about it up there as a legend. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Well, there there's still there's still parts of snowbird you can't go into. <laughs> yeah. They're you're not like allowed. Off by uh, there's a yellow whole, tape. There's a whole east. There's a whole east wing, and you can't get there's in like there. There's like a plaque. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Commemorating <laughs> it, like wartime it's memorials, like, all that. Yeah. Stuff. It's like Ernest Hemingway slept here. Brian a bit farted here. Farted here. And he ne- and it never left. Uh, Bobby, have a fantastic uh, rest of your science week, and may World of Warcraft treat you well, because I know you're playing right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been... Never stopped. I know. Never. He yeah. never really did stop. He kept playing. No. He and Alex uh, and that their raid team, which I had such a great time with. Two, the two, no, actually three raid teams that I had such a good time with, and uh, they were the most recent of the three. And yeah. And when I come back to WoW, and I probably will at some point. Yeah. Uh, those are the guys I'm going to be looking up. I'm looking you guys up. Looking up your skirt. Let's go. See if you'll, see if you'll let me back in. Can I please come back in and hit monsters with my stabbies? Can I? Can I hug the floor for most of the fight? Would that be okay? Can I? Can I use my ketchup packets on <laughs> on my character and join your raid team? <laughs> I love that they call them ketchup packets. <laughs> ketchup packets. Yeah, it was really <laughs> great. Fantastic. Okay, we are at the end of things, the end of times, end, yeah. of, end times. Yeah. Uh, end times. End times. We should check in on him. He's probably just doing. We a should check in on Third Eagle. Make sure he's uh, hasn't hasn't gone to that big leopard in the sky. Yeah, probably. He still just does rosary crap. 
right? Yeah, it, it really turned into uh, just literally phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look here. Third Eagle. Yeah, Pray Mary, Mugshot, Heard Around the World. Oh, that was two months ago. Oh, he's yeah. he's slacking on his updates. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, two oh, months, we're ever going to get months? another song from him? I, ho- I mean, let's hope not. Let's hope never. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, uh, let's tell you a couple of things here. Quick text from, uh, did we get a name? Yeah, Brian from Waxahachie, Texas. Something like Waxahachie. Wa- yeah, Waxahachie, Waxa, Texas. Waxahachie. Something I like that. I don't know how to pronounce that. Something like that. Uh, he says, hello, my name is Brian from that place in Texas, and I have a question <laughs> for the show. Do you say hire and hire the same way? Well, clearly I do. Right. Yeah, uh, hire is in the... Uh, this this uh, building is higher than this other building, and higher. Can you hire me for that job? Right. Uh, those those two hires. For those of you who are, <laughs> other than Scott and me, listening to what yeah. we're saying, <laughs> I'm not reading it. He says you uh, do. He says do don't. I think he means you don't. Yeah. But I know uh, I I don't. I think he's saying I don't, but I don't know oh. how to explain the difference. He put the word do. Um, yeah. Uh, I, it's one of those English. It's like two and two and two. Like. Uh, not for me. I think because higher is two syllables. Oh, like and the, higher. The, the comparison is two syllables and higher is supposed to be one syllable. So I say higher and higher. Higher, higher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can make myself do it. Higher. Higher. Oh, is this... Boy, we sure get higher in Colorado than any other states. By the way, I'm trying to get hired for the the dispensary down the street. Well, let's combine them. Let's say I want to, I want to work. I want to test your weed at your weed company. So you're going to hire me to get higher. Yeah, but you definitely do H I R E as a two syllable. I, I totally do. Order. Yeah, absolutely yeah. do. I never noticed it before, but I, I guess I do. We're trying to hire an intern for the show. Uh, just got to make sure that they're not higher than uh, <laughs> higher than. It's, it's another one of these H words done away with his horror, hara, whatever he does. Hara, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, for me, it sounds like I'm talking about a sex worker. Horror. <laughs> you know, I don't like horror movies uh, except for Clute and uh, yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> Two great horror movies. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, we got some confusion from Michael in an email. That last thing was a text, 801-471-0462. Here's an email from Michael. Uh, there's some confusion. He says, Scott, feel free to read this on the show. On episode 2543, you and Brian were talking about cremation and then proceed to mention about your cremated remains being fed to old people in the old, in the form of brownies. Where did this sick joke come from? And is it actually not a joke? Love the show, bro. Michael. No, it's no joke. I want... It's no joke. ...to yeah. be... I, I mean, I don't really want this. All right, you want the truth? I don't really want this. But I kind you of kind do. of want it. Yeah. yeah, I kind of do. I like the idea yeah. of my ashes being mixed in with a beautiful batch of brownies. I don't mean bad brownies. Sure. I mean like a really great, oh, yeah. you know, best recipe we can find. Only the best brownies. <laughs> best brownies. And then feed them to the old people at the at the old folks' home. We'll serve them to the people at the GOP conference. Yeah. And- <laughs> That'll be delicious because they're made from the best bones. You guys, you guys doing all right in the chat? You guys all right? <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Usually, it's a good way to see how long our delay is because yeah. I could do the voice and then count to seven and then start seeing the. Uh, yeah. Yep. There it is, right there from 
Rainbow Bright and uh, Genie and yeah, yeah. they they uh, they hate it. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, Michael, no, that that is the thing I've said. Um, I yeah. don't actually want to. Di- I don't. I think there's legality issues. There's definitely a legal issue here. I can't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I'm not going to make whoever I leave in this planet. If it's my kids or my wife or whatever, I'm not going to make them do this. It's mm-hmm. illegal for them to do this. I just yeah, like but here's the, idea. the deal. What you have to do is give each of them a job that doesn't that doesn't involve the other children. So so um, Taylor's job will be to take your body to the crematorium and have right. the the have it put into a a container. Maybe okay. not an urn, but a container. Okay. Then that that urn will be or that container will be left somewhere, and it'll be Carter's job to come pick up that that box of powder yeah. and uh, and take it to Nick. Nick will take that box of powder and say, oh, this is what I'm supposed to make brownies from. Cool. He has no knowledge of what went on before <laughs> to produce that powder. He's just going to make the brownies. His job yeah. is take the powder, make brownies. Break the brownies, and, and, uh, deliver the brownies. And then, then some Kim or one oh, of yeah, their kids, the, like Van, the grandson, right. will take right. the brownies to the actual <laughs> exactly. thing. Van's got to del- actually deliver the brownies. Yes. All right. There's a plan here. Although it feels like Taylor, Excellent. once Taylor talks to somebody else in the chain, the realization will happen. No, no. Yeah, no. There's no. You got to tell them. You have to talk to them each individually yeah. and say, here's what I want you to do. And if you discuss this with any of your siblings you're out of the will yeah you're out of here you're not going to yeah. get my hard the only, drive the only thing i'm going to leave to you is a slash funko pop that uh <laughs> that you that you have to somehow get rid of it'll be you'll be saddled with that thing for the rest of your life well, they do the will now that's pretty boring it's a lot of nerd shit mm. it is yeah a yeah. microphone i guess you can have that I don't have much much out. My gaming PC, enjoy. (laughs) Trench Wildfire says, there's a perfect secret plan that was just broadcast to thousands of people. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) Some 30,000 people will hear this, and I'm sure no one will tell anyone. It'll be fine. Right. Exactly. Uh, hey, check this you know out. What you should do is eat mm. some before you die. Have the last thing they feed you is some cocoa powder <gasps> and some uh, uh, hydrated eggs or the you know, dehydrated uh, eggs and butter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, some then like, there's mi- very little. Like you'll come out. Like basically, they'll just put your body on a brownie tray <laughs> going into the crematorium. And if the <laughs> comes out of the other side, it'll be brownies. And no one's the wiser. Yeah. Well, except the guy no pushing me through, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, like that's a great idea. I like it. I'll just I'll just eat some Sara Lee uh, frosting. <laughs> some brownie. Oh just, yeah, there you go. Yep, exactly. Just eat that before I die. All right, we have a plan. Let's get out of here. Uh, thanks everybody for supporting us on Patreon. Those who have, when I say everybody, it's not everybody. A portion of you have a, a, a select few. If you look at the larger thing. But man, I'm telling yeah. you, if a whole bunch of you just did a buck a month, you'd change our lives in a massive way. Yeah. TMS would become unstoppable. No, you'd be exactly. If you guys became sentient, if you guys became self-aware, you'd be, who knows what you could do with us. It'd be, it'd be incredible. With our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, so get over there and check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS and read all about it. That's it for the show. Let's get out of here. You got music? I do have a song. This one's going out to Daryl. Not that Daryl, but a different Daryl. I don't know which Daryl this is, really. Mm. Dear Space Wolf and Black Templar, 
Uh, on the 13th of November, that's today, Ooh. I will be celebrating one year of sobriety. Whoa. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, this, this journey has had many ups and downs and major life changes, but in but TMS and FilmSack have been constant rocks of stability for me. I would love to hear a rockin' cover of St. Elmo's Fire as I continue to grow into my new life. Cheers, Daryl. That's awesome. Here, let's play this for that him. That is awesome. No food or drink allowed on the tour. Oh, it's close. That's yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah. It, it does mention drinks, so very good. Well, uh, Daryl, if you come to TMS Vegas, I will buy you and, and, and enjoy a lovely Coke Zero with you. Yeah. Uh, with nothing else in it except ice and a straw. There you go. Sorry, dolphins. Um, all right, Daryl, uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, this is also known as Man in Motion, originally done by John Parr. And crap, I sent you the wrong version. I think I sent you the John Parr original. Oh. Um, derp. You'll fix really that. funny because I'm looking at it in my list here. Did I? I wonder if I sent you the right version. Hold on a second. Maybe you did. Um, I can play a little. Of, oh, I guess you have it too. We both have it. Yeah, well, I have what I, I I I could go into the folder here. So the version I'm playing and that I will resend you. Yeah, it's funny because I only had two versions in my library: the original and this cover. And this cover is by Cloetta Paris, and it is um, it does not have the subtitle "Man in Motion," but trust me, same song. Um, that's how I know I sent you the wrong one because <laughs> the one I sent you doesn't have a. <laughs> Sure. There we go. What are we doing in our Dropbox so, right now? So that's the original. Yeah, that's the wrong one. Yeah, that's the original. Okay. That's John Parr. All right. That's John Parr singing about uh, uh, Emilio Estevez and Ali Sheedy and uh, uh, Demi Moore, I think. Demi Was Moore. Yeah, Demi Moore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, the whole. Uh, I haven't and, seen and that Judd in a long time. I remember Judd, Judd Nelson? Was Judd yeah. Nelson in that? Judd Nelson was in that. But I mean, that I was that was the Michael ultimate. Hall. That was the ultimate Brat Pack. Right, it like was. that's because he had Rob Lowe as part of that as well, yeah. and he wasn't part of the the Breakfast Club. There we go. Now you got the real one. Yeah. That's it right there. We're good. Oh, it's so good. Excellent. All right, Cloetta Paris, um, and uh, their cover of John Parr's Saint Elmo's Fire. Sounds great. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a fresh, new, hot Tuesday edition of the show. We'll see you then.
Get more at frogpants.com. For all the marbles. Hey, guys. Uh, it's uh, Chuck B 63 uh, Discord, uh, called for TMS. Earlier this week, you guys were talking about uh, car logos, car emblems. You mentioned uh, the Toyota logo. You can spell out the word Toyota. I liked uh, Scott's uh, take on the Acura. I'd never noticed that, that the Acura is a... It always looked like a, a, a pen point to me, yeah, like a like a fountain pen. But I'm sitting in my 2006 toy or uh, Subaru Forester, and I'm looking at the logo. and I and I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, but the logo is a group of stars. It's actually a star cluster that we call the Pleiades, uh, but the Japanese call Subaru, and that's where they got the name. Um, and it, uh, I was I always thought that was cool to to look at that because I'm I don't like astronomy and stuff. But also, did you know that Subaru backwards is you are a bus? Take that into account on the on that. So thanks for uh, thanks for listening. I'll be listening. Love the show. Talk to you all later. Bye. Hey guys, uh, it's Game Blitz over in chat. Uh, in a couple of hot minutes. Listening and catching up, I'm on episode 2525 of TMS, and you're talking about cool uh, digging games. If you haven't played it, uh, the mechanics in this game are great. You should check out uh, Super Motherload. It's pretty cool and relatively cheap and available pretty much everywhere. So, yeah, check that out. Love what you guys do. Keep it up. Thanks. If you look at the history of life on Earth, you have microbes around 3.8 billion years ago, pretty much, not long after the Earth formed in geological time. But if you look for evidence of complex life on Earth, then really there isn't any in the fossil record until about 600 million years ago or so. For most of the history of the planet, there was slime, basically, single-celled things doing interesting stuff, photosynthesis and things, but nothing more complicated than a single cell. And it's only in the last half a billion years or so so that you get this explosion of life on Earth. Less than a million years that we've had Homo sapiens on Earth, and in the last few tens of thousands of years we've had a civilization. So here it took pretty much four billion years to go from cell to civilization, and that's a third of the age of the universe. And so that leads many biologists that I speak to to suggest that whilst microbes might be common, civilizations might be rare. For TMS, the continuation of the continuation of the uh, weird town names discussion, um, I'm from Indiana, and apparently we're the place that pronounces things correctly. I live in Warsaw, Indiana, named after Poland and pronounced Warsaw. We also have a Peru, Brazil, Mexico, and Versailles, Indiana, all pronounced correctly. Um, there's also a Santa Claus, Indiana, and the thing that grows Scott out the most, we also have a French Lick, Indiana, uh, spelled how you would think it would be, and is known for wine. All right, thanks. Bye. Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Rob Uston. Uh, yeah, you guys always mispronounce my name. I know it's spelled U-S-D-I-N, but it's actually Uston, not Uston. It's Uston in with a D in the middle. Anyway, uh, just wanted to uh, give a little comment for the morning stream on the discussion of Halloween costumes. Um, I was at New York Comic Con uh, a week and a half ago, and in as much as that might be a predictor to what kinds of costumes we might see, um, did not see uh, any kind of Megan mashups. Did see a couple of Megans. Um, saw uh, a good amount of Spider-Man and a good amount of Barbie and Ken, and then I saw, and there were more than one Spider-Ken, which I think was an awesome mashup because we have the multiverse, 
so why not? We could have a spider Ken. Um, and then there were a lot of Ahsoka costumes. Ahsoka herself, Hera, um, and some of the other uh, characters uh, from Ahsoka we had a lot of. So just wanted to give you that feedback. Um, maybe we'll see some Ahsoka. Maybe you'll see. And, and you know, there's always renewed interest in uh, the Star Wars stuff. Uh, always a lot of Jedi Knights and Kylo Ren's and Darth Vader's and all that kind of stuff, too. Um, but that's basically what I saw there as some of the popular stuff. So uh, have a good one. Bye. Hello, Sam and Dean. Uh, this is Seamus. I'm Dragulia in the Discord, even though I never go to the Discord. I am calling because I was out of work for eight months, and I drive around in a truck going to different jobs, so I missed quite a bit of the show, and I'm slowly getting caught up. But something I noticed is that you guys are saying shitoutofluck.com really quickly at the end of little tales or sentences that you're saying, and I cannot figure out what that's about and why you keep saying that. So if you could explain shitoutofluck.com, that would be awesome. Thanks for the show, though. Bye. Hi, this is Bruce from Oregon, and this is On the Ticks. So, from what I've heard, you want to cover them with Vaseline, that way they can't breathe and back out by themselves, because they can either vomit in you, like the one guy said, with, uh, like, hot mash, or if you pull them out by the head, the head could break off. So, yeah. Hi, um, Scott and Brian. Um, Push your glasses. Um, actually, the bombastic bagman, or the amazing bagman, as he is well known, was appeared only in the uh, issue Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, number 258. And then unlike what Brian said, that he was, uh, uh, Peter Bucket was auditioning for the Fantastic Four and uh, lost his uniform somehow, instead, what actually happened was that uh, while uh, using the alien symbiote as a costume, uh, Peter Parker uh, asked Reed Richards to examine it, and finding that it was actually causing him harm, Reed Richards removed the symbiote using a sonic weapon, which is one of the few things that the uh, alien symbiote is vulnerable to. With no costume on and having no uh, way to get home without one, they lent him a Fantastic Four uniform from back in the day, but without a mask, he had to improvise with a ba- paper bag with two holes cut into it. And being the practitioner that he is, Johnny Storm put a kick-me sign on the back of the uniform. Uh, on his way home to get his new uniform, a new co- costume, um, Spider-Man actually uh, had to stop a couple criminals and was interviewed uh, by some reporters, but that was the last time the costume was seen in the usual comic book continuity. But he has been seen many times uh, since then in various video games uh, where you can uh, change uh, Spider-Man's costume into the bombastic Bagman or the amazing Bagman. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, guys. This is Thomas from Missouri, just letting you know. Thanks. Hey, Scott and Brian. I couldn't think of anything clever. Um, but uh, when you guys were talking about uh, internet security, uh, I have a story. I uh, one day my Capital One card went off, and it's like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And I looked on Amazon, and somebody had two Care Bears, a baby play, a play thing, whatever you call it, with the little baby cage. And then nine iPhones all at once. And I was like, oh, no. And they, they like, refused it all at once. But, yeah, I mean, that stuff is real, man. Uh, anyways, love the show, though. Bye. 
a uh, spoon and bowl. I appreciated when you guys had Amy on um, this past week that you guys were doing spooky suggestions for books to read. And as a horror buff, I wanted to toss a suggestion out there, um, something that just came out recently. It's called Camp Damascus. Um, I believe the author's name is Chuck Tingle, which I think is a pseudonym. Um, I don't really know much about him, but just came out recently. Been getting a lot of high praise from the people I follow that are into horror and whatnot, so I figured I'd grab it. It's really short. Um, I think it falls in just under 250 pages, so something you can easily knock out in the weekend. And it's all about um, a girl who lives in a uh, very strict religious community. Um, kind of turns out to seem like it's pretty culty. It's a town that's largely ruled by by this organization. Um, and she kind of starts to have interactions with demonic entities. Um, and that leads her to a path of um, kind of trying to solve what's going on and seems like Maybe there's more here than what people are admitting to and things like that. Um, it was really good. Um, great little read. I would say that if you're maybe sensitive or triggered by um, extreme religion or um, have sensitivities to LGBTQ issues, maybe this isn't necessarily the right book for you. But otherwise, definitely a great little pickup um, and an easy one to breeze through if you're trying to knock out a few scary books before the month of October comes to an end. Okay. Oh. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.